This is Fix It. I'm Nishant. And I'm Kevin. Today we're fixing how we think about plant-based food with Matt DeGroyder from Next Level Burgers. Matt started Next Level Burgers with one big idea. The right food can save the world. And they are on their way. NLB is the nation's first 100% plant-based burger joint and has locations across the U.S. And let me tell you, Nishant, it is incredible. Beyond the sustainability of this approach to burgers, it's also so delicious. My partner and I are frequent consumers of these out of this world burgers, fries, and yes, even shakes. But before I get too hungry, let's get going on the show. Welcome, Matt. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, and for the kind words. I appreciate that. So, Matt, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the misconceptions you've heard about plant-based foods and where are people going wrong when they think about these new approaches to meeting our nutritional needs? That is such a big and great question. Uh, Thank you for it. And what's interesting about that question is in such a short period of time, my my background uh, was not in the restaurant business. It was actually in, uh, and I apologize to everyone out there, it was in the oil and gas private equity business. After the Marine Corps, I went to college and after college, I planned on going to law school. But uh, where I was when I first even thought about what a a plant-based diet or a vegan diet was or could be, um, yeah, I got to take you back. So 2010, I am a oil and gas private equity guy. I am the consumer of anywhere from seven pounds to 10 pounds of red meat a week. My idea of a phenomenal dinner was a 16-ounce porterhouse, uh, sometimes as much as 24-ounce, and a big salad. And I thought that my diet was a cat's meow. I was focused on kicking butt and taking names, taking care of my family, and, 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 and really living a great life. And then we found out that my mother, who was only 56 years old at the time, had been on her 10th anniversary diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. So she beat it 10 years later, which is usually the mark of being free and clear and and being able to live hopefully a good, long, healthy life, we found out we were going to lose her imminently. And less than a week later, indeed, we did. So at this same time, it's a very difficult time. My son, six days later, turns three. Um, And I am kind of this, 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 in a lot of ways, I wouldn't have said at the time, but very traditional approach to life. Um, you know, I ate my meat and potatoes. I worked out hard. I worked hard. Um, I put in the long hours. Um, uh, and yet, um, this loss of my mother, uh, really revealed, um, and made, uh, it softened me in such a way to hear something that I don't think I probably would have heard otherwise. And what paralleled the loss of my mother was my, uh, wife, Sierra, who was also my business partner and co-founded Next Level Burger with me. Um, was exploring this thing called a vegan diet. And so to answer your question, I was the guy with all of the perceptions that were so very wrong. I was the guy that equated to a vegetarian diet. Vegan didn't even mean anything to me at that point. Plant-based didn't mean anything to me at that point. With a diet that was protein deficient, 
with a diet that you couldn't grow healthy and strong on, with a diet meant for others, not for me, and a diet that ultimately was a shortchanging for yourself um, and for your family. And so my journey intersected with this movement starting in 2010 toward a more plant-based world. And ultimately, one of the reasons that I think I have been a, an, a, a relatively uh, decent disciple uh, of this particular discipline is because I am the former sinner. <laughs> I am the egregious former sinner. I was the worst and most ignorant cat you were going to find when it came to what a healthy diet truly was, even though I thought I had it all down. And so that has been such a big part of our pursuit with Next Level Burger is helping to smash those perceptions that aren't right. Because a plant-based diet can have more protein than a traditional diet. A plant-based diet can breed more health and more vitality than a traditional diet. And of course, that's not to mention the breathtaking impact of our diets, our collective diets on climate change, which is, as far as I'm concerned, and science continues to agree, the single greatest threat to humanity that we have ever seen in our arguably 2.3 million years of being around in one shape or form or another. Well, it's such an important and powerful story because absent that kind of life change, right? And obviously an egregious, uh, horribly sad life change that you experience. And I know I speak for Nishant when I say what a difficult circumstance that must have been. But absent that kind of change, it's so hard to break something that's as habitual as just f cooking up a steak. And that's just the way you go. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the same family where breakfast was eggs and bacon and dinner was mm -hmm. rotisserie chicken, broccoli, and a potato. And when I told mm -hmm. my mom <laughs> that I was dating a vegetarian, now vegan, she said, oh, well, you know, how, how does she get her protein? And I love my mom, but I said, you know, there are these things, they're called black beans and there are these other Indeed. things called peanut butter. But just getting across that hurdle really does require challenging some almost core beliefs about how to live just a normal life for people. Absolutely. It is for more, I have seen in my experience, it is more dearly held than political affiliation, than religious affiliation. What and how people choose to eat is so, so deep. Um, and that's why it is, and you saw this with your mother, it's almost like you're doing something that doesn't exist in this dimension, right? It's almost like you're doing something like walking backwards everywhere you go, right? It just seems to belie any sort of common sense or way things are done. And I think that's why, part of the reason why, this message of moving in a more plant-based direction has taken so long to take off, but boy, it is taking off and it is taking off in a big way. Matt, that's a perfect segue into kind of our next line of inquiry, which is, you know, you've done a great job pointing out here that what we eat is such a fundamental part of our identity in many ways, and people identify very strongly with that. How do you think about the barriers that have kept up some of the misconceptions you listed, you know, that, mm. that plant-based diets can offer you the same protein levels as meat-based diets, or plant-based diets don't give you the same level of health and vitality? What are, 
what are the barriers that are kind of preventing us from taking a more common sense approach to learning about plant-based diets? Is there, is there other special interests involved? Is there money? What would you characterize as the big, uh, the big issues here? Another phenomenal question. There are so many answers to that question. Let me, let me pick maybe two or three. One, a culture. We have a culture, particularly for males, that has equated a non-meat-heavy diet with a femininity or a lack of masculinity. And of course, there's a phenomenal documentary I'd point everybody to called The Game Changers uh, that features some world-class athletes uh, that talks about science and performance when it comes to diet um, and whether or not you are eating a fully plant-based diet or you're eating an omnivorous diet and how that impacts your, your performance. In fact, they have a, a phenomenal section uh, for all of the, the, the fellows out there about the, uh, how would I put this politely, the strength of your, your, uh, your male vitality uh, when and how it relates to what you eat. And of course, there are a few things that get fellows as interested as figuring out how to maximize that aspect of their life. So I'll leave that little ditty in there for everybody to go check out the Game Changers. Uh, phenomenal documentary, executive produced by James Cameron, Ola Schwarzenegger, and many others. I think that there is, as is quite often the case, particularly in the U.S., but around the world, the second point here is that there are interest groups that have built, and I don't think intentionally, but coming off of World War II, out of the baby boomer generation, making things like steak part of your regular day-to-day. -day. That wasn't the case for our grandmothers and grandfathers. That certainly wasn't the case for the vast majority of human history. Animal proteins were a treat. They were something that was done on occasion. And our modern era is the only reason that we have been able to have, as you pointed out, an animal protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, usually a snack in between. So I believe that you have some very vested interest groups whether you're talking about dairy, you're talking about animal protein, whether you're talking about the health sector, uh, as far as health care, I should call it, not health. Unfortunately, they're not the same thing. And, and the status quo is so good at taking care of itself. Well, uh, things I, should be done the way they're done is really what most uh, entities believe in practice and in the, the sort of looking toward the future. It's staggering to see just how pervasive, for lack of a better phrase and to sound cliche, big meat is, right? Where they are challenging mm. everything from the amount of space you get on a store shelf to whether or not mm -hmm. you're even able to label something meat. And so the crowding out that they've been able to accomplish in terms of kind of perpetuating that uh, cultural barrier to painting things as not as masculine, you know, you think of the, I forget mm -hmm. sloppy Joe brand it is, but their ads, it's some big fist that like pounds down and then a big <laughs> sandwich shows up and it's like, yeah, uh, masculinity. And so obviously that's a really hard hurdle to cross. And then you add on just the kind of economic barriers that they're throwing up in terms of making some of these plant-based options uh, less affordable and less convenient for folks. Mm-hmm. Hey, steak, it's what's for dinner. Milk does a body good. I mean, I don't know how old you fellows are, but we grew up, almost regardless of our age, we grew up being told that these are the ways that we live good lives. 
And it was a lot. You know, a meat and dairy laden diet is a fast track to heart disease. You know, I lost my uh, my uncle six months after my uh, mother's brother, six months after I lost my mother to a widowmaker. He was 48. His father had four heart attacks and four open heart surgeries before he eventually passed away. Heart disease kills more people every single day. And as important as any aspect of our lives is, if we don't have health right, boy, it's tough to enjoy any other aspect. And so, and that was the crossroads I got to. And that's the the third point and the answer to that question is, is the former generation in some cases is embracing this change more than anyone else because they are seeing the science. They are seeing the changes in their own lives. And then there's the flip side that is holding fast to the old guard. And that's the thing about humanity in our best and in our worst. We're always reaching forward with one hand and reaching back with the other. And what I think is vital for all of us is to let science lead the way and be very careful about being wed to wed to any of our beliefs about anything. Because at the end of the day, you know, it goes back to uh, a movie that came out when I was a, a teenager. I'm 37 now, so I'm getting to be a, an older fellow, I guess, compared to bunch of the, uh, the, the, the folks more and more these days um, that are either listening to this podcast um, or, uh, or on social media or eating uh, at NLB, which is funny in and of itself. But, you know, the Matrix, Neo and front of Morpheus, you're going to take the red pill or the blue pill. We've all got to make that decision. So let's talk about making that decision together. How, how are you in Next Level Burger taking after this issue? What, what is your approach that it's kind of a unique take on plant-based food? And how do you hope to draw people who might have had this deep affinity to meat ingrained in them for a long time, draw those people into kind of a, a red pill? So when we started Next Level Burger, climate change wasn't something I was as aware of as I should have been. And I think a big part of that was my vocation. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to see it. So I've been guilty of the same things I've talked about today, for sure. Uh, what we started NLB for was to build a positive legacy that could impact people from a health perspective in a really positive way, even if just once a week. Of course, we'd love to see it three times a week, <laughs> but once a week can make a difference. And uh, ultimately, um, when we started Next Level Burger, um, we didn't start with the burger. We started with this idea of a plant-based burger concept. What 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 could we achieve with that? Because if you could if you could entice people to eat better for themselves and better for the planet, how would you do that? How would you get people to not think carrot as my father-in-law, who's a cross between John Wayne and Yosemite Sam would say, you know, is that real food or is it carrots and cucumbers? How do you get someone like my father-in-law to enjoy a meal? You wrap it up in a plant-based burger wrapping. And ultimately, the burger joint is something that is as Americana as almost anything else. I mean, since after World War II, that has become such a staple of our culture. What if you took what was a 20th century concept of the burger joint, particularly concepts like McDonald's, um, and, you, and you recrafted them, if you forged them in the 21st century? And Next Level Burger was our answer to that. 
where it's 100% plant-based, the produce, all our veggies are 100% organic. You know everything you're eating is non-GMO. And you can feel phenomenal about the decision you're making. How many people eat their burgers quickly, guiltily, just to get it down because they know they're not making the decision that's right for them. And more and more so, they know that they're not making the decision that's right for the planet. What if you could do that and enjoy every morsel? What if you could do that and at the same time pat yourself on the back? That was our goal with Next Level Burger, where you could get your burger, your fries, your shake, and feel phenomenal. And what's exciting in just a few short years is that we've gone really from asking the question of why would you eat plant-based to why wouldn't you? It, you know, it's a phenomenal experience and you feel great afterwards. Like truly and completely, you feel fantastic. And we all have had those meals. I used to have them every single day for lunch, a lot of animal protein, ready to take a nap, gigantic cup of coffee afterwards to get through the rest of my day. So we put everything that was great about the burger joint experience into a bottle. We added everything that was great about taking care of yourself and really gave people, we shook it and gave people the opportunity to have their cake and eat it too. This is just such a great moment for our Fixer community to take up that question. Will you eat for the planet? But Matt, thank you so much for teeing that up and for your tremendous work with Next Level Burger. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, fellas, for the invitation today and the phenomenal questions. I've had a ball with y'all. And thank you, Fixers, for joining us today. Are there folks in your community who are solving tricky problems with innovative solutions? Let us know on Twitter by tweeting at us at fix underscore cast and using hashtag Fixer. And be sure to spread the word. See you next time.